RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with July Val and You're gonna be July Val all Val all summer? Could be. All all maybe all July. <laughs> Beans. Oh, that's the only month I could do that. No, you can identify as July whenever you want, Frank. I guess we could. We are we are living in psychopathic times. <laughs> yes. How was your fourth before we get into it? It was all right. I got, I got stung by a hornet <gasps> and I uh, cooked for everybody and just tried to, I don't know, whoever showed up. Got stung by a hornet? Yeah, I, I was just. I wanted to just do the hedges real quick just to make sure everything was spiffy for company to come by. And I, I, I didn't know that there was a new hornet's nest in the, in the hedge. I thought that they were just like flies. Um, and boy, I got it right in the stomach. Oh, oh, I stepped on a bee once. Amber Heard's dog stepped on a bee. That's why that's what I heard the rumor was. <laughs> So how's your uh, how's your Fourth of July? It was good. The Fourth of July is my nephew's birthday. Sweet. Yeah. So we always have like a dual celebration, and on his birthday, he learned he 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 took the swimmies off for the first time, was swimming around like a little fish. That is a big day. Yeah. Yep. Five years old. Yep. Fantastic. Big day right there. Little Grayson. Yeah, he's great. Um, and then we had a, another tragedy, sadly, on the Fourth of July. Um, you talking about the shooting? Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I, I, I guess it's the highest build shooting. Right. They don't talk about all the rest of them. They don't talk about the other ones, and and uh, and not that it, it here. And I saw all of the. If you want to see the the, the really the lowest common denominator, you got to go to places like Reddit to see um, how people discuss this stuff and and how out of their minds they are. And I, I always ask the same same question over and over again: Did they catch the gun that did it? Because all people say is it, we need to get serious about gun control now, and I, I don't, I still don't understand. Like I don't feel any safer. I don't. I am not becoming more and more, um, more and more prone to taking my family to outdoor events, places oh, where there are the more laws? people. Well, no, no. Just, well, just in general. I mean, there, there, there's no doubt that we have created a culture that produces psychopaths. And there's no doubt that the supposed law enforcement apparatus that surrounds the country that's supposed to be there is always dropping the ball, always has all these people on their radar and nothing is ever done about it. So it's not like this isn't happening. People aren't dying and it's becoming less and less safe to be out in at events like this. But but taking away guns and making it harder for people like you and I to shoot back is not the answer. But this is. All they uh, commit to just yesterday, just on that vein, an off duty New York City corrections officer was hailed a hero because he shot a man who who pointed a gun at a crowd looking to shoot people in the crowd. Good. New York City and Mayor Eric Adams comes out and hails him as a hero. And I'm saying to myself, oh, wow, look what happens when you allow law abiding citizens to arm themselves. And some crazy comes up to a crowd with a gun and tries to commit a horrible act of uh, violence. Now, by the way, he did get shot. And he was in the hospital, but it was um, he was released that day. So he the gunman did shoot back, but he the gunman got shot in the leg. And um, 
not only that, yesterday, just yesterday in New York City, Eric Adams' staffer was mugged in broad daylight after he identified himself as a staffer for the mayor. He said, you probably don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. And then it did, the guy was like, yeah, who cares? And basically mugged him and got away anyway on a city bike. Yeah, because, the mayor's going to give him Mets tickets anyway. Right. Right. As soon as he wants him out. And the thing that gets me is I saw the heavy um, top five things on this dude that did this thing at the parade. Now, OK, two things. Number one, everybody's sharing around videos of how everybody there didn't even react when they heard the gunshots. And I'm saying, guys, they're at a Fourth of July parade where they don't know if they're going to be fireworks or whatever. So and, and, and people are letting off fireworks in surrounding neighborhoods. Yes. Yes. So I don't take anything from the fact that people just kind of sat there while this gunshot, these gunshots rang out, because if you don't know what a gunshot sounds like, it's very easily mistaken for a firework. It just is. Mm -hmm. So that conspiracy theory, in my opinion, can go to bed. It's it's not it's silly because after every one of these events, because we never get the truth and because they never tell us anything. There are a number of theories that start floating around out there. And a lot of them are always like, well, look, um, you know, like this didn't actually really happen or it was, you know, everybody here was an actor or whatever. And I, this I don't know, just because of that, it doesn't really lend itself for me at all, just because people are normally sitting around. Um, but they actually heavy ignoring everything else on this guy's social media. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that they took the I know that they took the one uh, picture that he sardonically, sarcastically, mockingly wrapped himself up in a Trump flag. Right. And uh, but everything else is is what you normally expect. Left wing, uh, left wing sociopath, uh, godless, uh, obsessed with the occult. This one was a little bit creepier than other ones. Uh, I mean, it's all very morbid and 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 horrible to to consider, especially when children's lives are lost. But this one was especially those really creepy, weird music videos he made. Yeah. And you know what, though, Frank, honestly, like, were those music videos enough to arrest the dude beforehand? No, no, not at all. Not at all. But but I'll, and because I'll, you know, some people are just weird, uh, but they're not going to kill anybody. Then again, in in New York. In New York, everybody uh, um, getting excited over the Supreme Court ruling about concealed carry. Now in New York, uh, Governor Beaver Lady just signed a bill where if you want, I forgot what what it was. It was your social uh, media. They have to scroll through and make sure you're okay. You have to submit at least three months of social media to get, I think, a license to carry. Anybody who says anything negative about her is going to be banned from carrying. That'll go right up to this. That'll go that's going to be appeal. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But like at the same time, the police had been to this guy. I have a couple of clips we can listen to. They'd been okay. to this guy. They confiscated knives from him here. April of 2019, uh, an individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of Mr. Cremo attempting suicide. Uh this was a delayed report, so Highland Park still responded to the residents a week later, spoke with Cremo, spoke with Primo's parents, and the matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals at that time. There was no law enforcement action uh, to be taken. It was a mental health issue handled by those professionals. 
The second occurred in September of 2019. A family member reported that Cremo said he was going to kill everyone and Cremo had a collection of knives. The police responded to his residence. The police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from Cremo's home. At that time, there was no probable cause to arrest. There were arrests. There were no complaints that uh, were signed by any of the victims. The Highland Park Police Department, however, did immediately notify the Illinois State Police of the incident. Shifting gears a little bit, uh, talking about the investigation itself. Uh, so, so even so still, he, he should have been institutionalized. Yes, likely. But that's that's uh, that that should not. That's not. Um, appropriate these days well i mean if you think about it at the core of this red flag laws technically would have made it so that this individual couldn't buy a gun but i don't agree with red flag laws so uh red flag laws could have technically prevented him from buying a gun at an accredited dealer right right which is what he uh, did. And the, which is what and, he did. And, if, and let's say, and, and once again, if he wasn't actually homicidal, but just a weirdo, then once again, you have weaponized psychiatry and weaponized just people around you, turning them into into uh, hack tattletales. Right, which is I mean, why. We, we can, yeah, you can Monday morning quarterback with this guy all because okay, now we know who he is. Now that he's a known quantity for for most of whoever's been listening to the media. Yeah, I think everything would have justified keeping this guy away from guns and out of the public. But I mean, beforehand, what are you going to do? Well, you can't. I mean, that's that. This is the problem is that everybody's like, see, red flag laws. But like there's crazy people like that everywhere. And who's to say he wouldn't have done something else or he wouldn't have gone somewhere else. And you can't do that. You can't just like besides the fact of the abuse of the whole thing. I don't think it would have mattered for for him if he was really intent upon killing someone or people. Yeah. And, you know, look, for everybody out there trying to say, oh, he was a he was a Trump supporter. (laughs) Give me a freaking break. The guy had rainbow colored hair. (laughs) He dressed up like a woman. He was probably trans. His parents don't seem to be much better. Honestly, they're fighting with the police. They've cordoned off his mom's uh, mailbox at the UPS store for her business. So who knows what else is going on here? Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I the, He's in custody. Uh, everybody's saying on socials, I see, like, not everybody, but, like, the lefties on socials are saying, oh, look, they, they arrested him without pumping, like, 700 bullets into him. Amazing. Because he's white, I guess, they're trying to say. Yeah, well, they, they did the same for the black uh, murderer at... at uh, that drove over everybody at the Christmas parade. There was a black murderer who drove over everybody at the Christmas parade. You'd never know, Frank. You'd yeah, you never know. know. So see. it happens all the Hey, I, I hate when people bring that up, too. And it's also just indicative of how what, what kind of a monster and what kind of bigots they are. Because if if people that throw that crap out into the air, into the public, think that o- over 99.9% of everybody out there black, white, or otherwise, wouldn't want this guy to be shot dead immediately right now. Just be done with it. You got another thing coming. No, they just assume that. I, I mean, I, I know. We have some I don't, I, I don't even want him to have a trial. He, Arrested. I mean, so, but people need something. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. So that happened over the weekend and it was terrible. Do you know anything, Frank, about what's going on in Uruguay right now? No. So Pfizer has been ordered by a court in Uruguay that they need to provide within two days, within 48 hours, the efficacy and the safety of its COVID vaccine within 48 hours. Um, it's okay. to, Yeah, because they want detailed information on the vaccine composition and evidence of its safety. And the reason why is because there's an order. Um, the order is part of a complaint to suspend childhood vaccinations there in Uruguay. So according to the decree from this judge, this is what is required. The vaccine purchase contracts between the government and Pfizer, as well as information on whether clauses for civil compensation or immunity from punishment for suppliers in the event of side effects are included. Information on the distribution of the vaccine batches, as well as quality control measures. Detailed information on the biochemical composition of the vaccine, including whether graphene oxide and nanotechnology components are included. Information on the mRNA used and evidence that it's harmless, like they say. Um, a statement whether the vaccine or parts of its ingredients are experimental, which they should all they should have this ready to go. Right, Frank? Yeah, you'd, you'd imagine at this point. Yeah. Detailed data demonstrating the efficacy and safety of the vaccination or the negative or positive impact of the so-called vaccination on the number of infections and deaths diagnosed with covid from the beginning of the campaign to the present. There's so, there's more and it's I'm going to list it all detailed information on the average age of those who died with covid-19 diagnosis and information on how many of those deaths were caused solely by the disease information on whether studies are being conducted on the increase in deaths in, or in Uruguay since the vaccine campaign began scientific evidence that unvaccinated people pose a risk information on those responsible for and involved in the vaccination campaign and their links to NGOs or pharmaceutical companies. And inf yeah, information on the extent to which alternative therapies against COVID-19 haven't been uh, have been investigated. So, well, <laughs> they seem like they care. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, if this is if this shot is everything that Pfizer says it is, then all of that information that they, they require in Uruguay should be provided rapidly and should completely put everybody at ease. You think? And I, I mean, I, I would love, I just can't wait to see because, you know, whatever they reveal out there is not going to make a difference over here. Well, but I would not. love to just see what comes out and and then, of course, uh, applaud Uruguay for taking appropriate action if they do, which it seems like they're ready to take appropriate action if they're asking these high quality questions. I mean, those are questions that we should have had judges grow a set of balls on here for years, Indeed, for years. There's an article uh, we'll get to in a second. Well, Wall Street Journal has an article out today. Number one, why the rush for toddler vaccines? And they basically in Wall Street Journal make the case that we have no idea what these vaccines are going to do for kids. And, and the efficacy of them hasn't been shown in their age group. So why the hell are we trying to mandate? Because that's what they were trying to do in certain like New York City. They're saying you're if you want to go back to school, you have to have this vaccine. I would say the best way to get these kids vaccinated is to get them sick. That's <laughs> that's what I would say from what from, from what I just witnessed. Yeah, I mean, look, you have a very uh, immune naive daughter. We'll say that, right? Yes. Who got COVID and recovered in two days. 
36 hours. I mean, yeah, the, um, you know, the phlegm was just the thing that stuck around because you didn't know how to pass it. But I mean, the, the, the fever was kicked in less than a day. And, and then, you know, after, after the phlegm started breaking up in her chest, then all we, all we had to put up with for the next week was her sleeping 14 hours a night. Bummer. Oh, that was, that was great. Uh, of course, that's all behind us now. Yesterday, today, she woke up at 630 again. So she's back. She's back her to morning, normal. Her morning schedule. She needs to dance at 7 a.m. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, get them. If they if they get it, they get it at, at the on the heels of a Daily Mail column that says nearly three and a half um, autism among American children and teens surged 50 percent in three years from 2017 with one in 30 kids diagnosed with the disorder by 2020. So my question is this. It's, I have a, a multifaceted like thought experiment for us, and I want your opinion. Okay. Is this, A, because autism is in fact more prevalent now? B, does that have anything to do with vaccination schedules? And C... Is this just because lefty parents want their kids to be diagnosed with something all the time? I, I would I would gravitate toward a being a little bit more of a possibility. So you think that you think that more kids do have scheduling? Autism. Yes, the vaccine schedule. That was I think. Oh was- no, I I do think I do think yeah. I I do not I I, I wholesale reject this notion that oh we just have better screening. I, I we just had better screening. Oh yeah, one nearly one in five children have always been autistic. Well, you don't. Or this what, is the or thing that it is. this is the thing that gets me because I don't look at unless somebody is very severely autistic. I don't look at that as necessarily a disorder or something negative because I personally, honestly, feel that those people are just kind of very special. Like, I think there are a lot of humans that are born very special with different parts of their mind enhanced over others. I look at them as a lot of people like with autism is gifted, honestly. Um, I don't know if people would think I'm crazy for that. I don't have I think. No, well, no, no, there's well, there's certain there's there's certain um, there's certain savant type um, effects. And then, of course, you get into the little bit more severe um, the severe end of things where it becomes a little bit more, um, yeah. It, and then you go into social awkwardness, which is, you know, anybody can be socially awkward. Right. And then there's, but then you start getting into real, um, I don't know, handicap. There's a, but, there's scales of it. Right. So yeah. I just wa- wonder if people that are just maybe born a little bit socially awkward are being diagnosed with autism because their parents are like, there's something wrong. Instead of just saying, okay, well, they're a little different in, in, in the social aspect. They don't like to be around people. You know what I mean? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I can't tell either. And I'm not, you know, there, obviously we have known for, for decades now that, that vaccination can cause autism in children. And we know that the vaccine schedule now is such that it's almost a given because of how many people are, how many vaccines are required, quote, and parents go out and happily get for their kids. So part of me is like, yeah, there, there's death. But, but part of me wonders if we're not, if we're not just with a bunch of parents who want their kids to be 
diagnosed with something. Sometimes that happens. Mm. I don't know. I could just picture a bunch of lefty parents like wanting like I see it all the time with like um, teenagers nowadays who want happening with with trans stuff. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody's trans. Right. Well, this becomes a this becomes some sort of an accomplishment. Uh, It's a reflection on if you have depending on what the category of the I don't know condition is. You it can be clout for you as far as how you accept it and how you promote it and how you, uh, you know, you you show your yourself around it on the Internet. Like, for example, I think it flies right into that same category of the nurses. Oh, like yesterday. I I saw a couple a couple more. Every once in a while, this stuff happens where nurses will still to this day. They are just still so high on themselves from what 2020 did that they go and they set up a camera. They set up their phone in in the hallway of a hospital and then they will perform. I'm sure some of them are actually also hurting at the same time. Like they'll say on the um, the overlay, just lost a patient today. This was yesterday. One went viral. Oh, it's just the one in the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the blue scrubs. Well, this is I've seen these before, too where they will take establishing shots of themselves just kind of pacing the hallway and looking around and and pretending like they're they're I don't know they're shooting a a dramatic film or something and I like I say I, I'm sure that they're upset that they lost a patient and they saw somebody die that they were caring for but the fact that their first inclination is to set the cameras up and to perform is really sick and I think that that applies to all types of behavior we're seeing right now. No, this this one in particular from yesterday that just hit was a woman who put the so- soundtrack to I'm Unstoppable by uh, what's her name? Sia over the video. And she's in the camera set up. She's leaning against the wall. She's got her hand in her, her head in her hand. She starts pacing, just like Frank said. And she's like, got a man up. I got another five hours. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, this is what you're doing. Like, you're right. It's weird. It's very sick. It's it's. But that's what I'm saying. Like, are there like, obviously, there are kids who are affected by aut- autism and Asperger's and all these other, you know, things that go wrong or or, you know, personality quirks or whatever. Fine. But then there are the ones like the, the people who are all trans all of a sudden. And I'm sure their parents are just looking for anything they can use at the playground for clout. I'm sorry. It's just. Yeah, it's it's a sick it's a it's a sick thing, but it we're seeing it more and more. Yeah. And um, there's another article out COVID related, Frank, how COVID this is the Daily Beast, by the way. Very important. The title. I don't get this. The title is how COVID could screw you worse with each reinfection. Ah, the more times you catch COVID, the sicker you're likely to get with each reinfection. That's the worrying conclusion of a new study drawing on data from the U.S. Veterans Administration. They need more data before they can say it for sure, though, Frank. That's the next sentence. Have you confirmed this from any of your your friends who have gotten multiple? My brother's had it a couple of times or he's been sick a couple of times. He he gets it like once a year now. Um, But I don't know uh, that it's been worse. I think the first first time was definitely worse for my brother. First time was worse for the people that I know, too. Yes. Um, all on un, un, all unvaccinated. We'll just say that there was a guy on Truth Social yesterday who was trying to argue that 
the Pfizer vaccine is FDA approved. Ah, they're still doing that. And so I finally said, you go ahead, dude. Get it. Enjoy. (laughs) Still doing that, huh? Yeah. And, you know, no matter what you gave to this dude, it didn't matter. It was all, you know, well, here's the CDC. I'm like, yeah, here's the CDC. Look at this. The people are going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, you do understand that you're getting something that's causing your body to produce the very thing that you've been told is so dangerous for years. Right. Right. It makes no sense, but it continues. And we're a few years into it. So I have to imagine it's not going to get better for people like that. There was a guy who um, was in the hospital with COVID. I can't find it find the the link right now, but I saw it yesterday. He was mm-hmm. in the hospital with COVID. He said five shots and I'm still in here. Five shots of what? He got five COVID shots. Five. The, the, we're, all, we're up to five now? Yeah, in some places. I don't even know where we are. Well, it, yeah, we're on version 6.2 or something. I don't know. But he said he'd gotten five. It was somebody from another country. I think Simon, Dr. Simon Godak had it. Um I'm going to I'm going to just look at his telegram real quick because that would be. Yeah, that was who it was. Hold on. Dr. Simon. Yeah. Dr. Simon has this. I'll link to it in the uh, show notes. Here it is. Despite five jabs and Paxlovid. This is Rito from Switzerland. He says Rito is a guy who supports the current thing. Nazis in Ukraine, Paxlovid, booster shots, the cancel culture movement, you name it. He says, I used to laugh about people like Rito. I consider them the main problem of society who deserve such consequences. However, my views have slightly shifted, and now I believe they're quite often simultaneously perpetrators and victims. Perpetrators because they are the elite minions who made this dystopian situation possible. Victims because they've probably been manipulated for many years. The good thing about Rito ending up in the hospital is that the chance that he becomes aware something is going wrong increases. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. I, I don't think anybody that's gone this far. It's a lot harder to admit you've been lied to at this point. Yeah. You, to imagine what you have to swallow to actually come out with, you know, some some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a it's a big task. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> there's a new website. It's called Inside Biden's Basement dot org. What's on this? Oh, go check it out. It's really cool. Inside. Hold on. Let's see here. Inside, Inside. Biden's basement.org. Biden's basement. Peek inside. Wondering who is running your government inside Biden's basement. Find thousands of personal personnel records for Biden administrative staffers. Use our databases to search them by name, former employer or agency. Discover their links to outside special interest groups with business in front of the government. Wow. So somebody put this all together, huh? Oh, yeah. And it's pretty well done. Like if you choose categories at the bottom, there's yeah, a, see them. yeah, choose uh, media. Jeez, they did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, 76, I believe, people appointed that were in media and it lists all of the companies they're from. And then if you drill down into the companies, it lists who they are. And then you could see where they were, were what they were doing and what their salary Ooh. For some reason, I'm not seeing media. Oh, you've got sorry, to sorry, my. Oh wait, oh there it is. Oh, it's the other categories. I was looking at agencies. Sorry, that's okay. And now the landscapers here. I'm going to mute for a second. You keep talking. Sure. Landscapers are great. I love when they come in the middle of a show. 
but you can you can click onto cat onto uh, agencies or categories. And if you sit, you click show more media is down there and it's there's 78 people in the Biden administration from media. And it ranges from Al Jazeera to CBS to Facebook, 10, 10 appointees from Facebook, 10 six appo- from CNN. Yep. Six from CNN. Um, there are three from CBS. There's. You know, the European Heart Journal, that's interesting. NPR or Newark Public Radio one, News Corp one. I don't see anything from Fox, do you? No, that would be Oh yeah, there's one. I'm sorry, I am in the leaf blower right now. Oh, that's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing the show by myself now, friends. You know, when I had my landscaper coming, I was like, don't come Monday, Wednesday or Friday at X time. And without question, every Friday, every other Friday, he would come exactly when I told him not to. It was like a given. And as Frank's getting blown around by leaves, this could be a really like handy tool. They have a lobbyist section. They have all kinds of stuff on here. So uh, inside Biden's basement dot com. And the next thing I have on my list for today is that the British health minister has resigned, plunging the entire government into chaos. Yeah, this whole, I, I saw that there's a lot of uh, people are, I don't know, like there's going to be some big changes out there. Well, Boris Johnson is apparently hanging on by a thread over there. When, when is their next round of uh, elections? This year? I don't even know. I don't even know. But... This guy resigned and it says that it plum it plunged his government into crisis. He said he could no longer continue in good conscience after a series of scandals that have plagued Boris Johnson. Um, I regret to say that it is clear to me the situation will not change under your leadership and you have therefore lost my confidence, too. And also their finance minister resigned on Tuesday. And all of this stems from. What they're saying is Boris Johnson flouting COVID lockdown restrictions and having parties and going out when everybody else was supposed to stay home under lockdown. That's what kind of thrust this whole thing into the fore. If only he were an American Democrat. I know. Then he'd be like on a plane with no mask, drinking beer on the way to protest. A- yeah, he'd be getting his hair done in salons and <laughs> he'd have he'd have the entire uh, Lake Michigan up there for himself, like uh, Whitmer. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen to her in November. I don't know. I don't know. Ho- hopefully she doesn't get kidnapped. <laughs> Wouldn't want that to happen again. So I've seen a whole bunch of stuff happening now, too. Well, OK, let's move to politicians and their. Victim, victim, you know, nonsense. Adam King, 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 how do you say is it? Kinzinger released a compilation of vulgar and threatening calls he's received, Frank. Oh, no. And I can't play them because they have foul language and we can't play foul language on the radio. Oh, that's right. Have I said anything bad? No. Okay. You've been very well behaved today. Because I keep forgetting. I know. I know. But even if if you do, I like note the timestamp and we take it out. Cool. cool. Um, but what I realized when I was listening to this compilation of three minutes and 15 seconds, they used the same callers. So like they took the beginning of somebody's message. And then later on, when they thought that people would forget, they put it back in at the end, but just in a different place in the recording. 
Uh-huh. Cause I could tell the voice is the same and the, the, the way they were talking is the same. So maybe he's gotten three or four threatening voicemails. I would love to hear Donald Trump's voicemail. <laughs> what was his name? What was his, uh, what was his, his prank phone call name? John, uh, who John, some, uh, what, the, what was it? I don't know what you mean. John Miller, Donald Trump's prank phone call name. Like when he would call up the, the, the media, to plant things himself. Oh, I don't remember. remember. Explain that, though, because I don't think a lot of people know. Oh, man, I, hold on. I, I have to let, just pause for a second. Oh, let me all see right. if I can find the link. All right. He found it. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is the they're all over six minutes long, so we can't listen to it. But he um, Donald Trump was accused. Never, never um, really made to own up to it but it's it's obvious it was him which i think is hilarious it was a john miller his name was john miller and he uh he leaked a tape of himself posing as a publicist now what the tape was i forget this this woman sue carswell she talked about it because she was the she was the news person that john miller made this phone call to and i think that she has the the name or she has the uh she has the actual recording of John Miller calling in where you're like, oh, this sounds so much like Trump. <laughs> it's something, something he would do. But um, I, I love that story. Anyway. Yeah. He, he would he call in on. and pretend that he was somebody working for Trump. Yeah. And drop he a story. Would, he, exactly. He would, he would call in as his own publicist and drop a story. <laughs> I forget what the story was, but anyway. Yeah. It was always something. And you know, what's funny that like thinking of, of Donald Trump, there was a, um, a thing that came like Rosie O'Donnell did a clip the other day about the Roe v. Wade thing. And she just looks like a defeated finished woman or whatever she's calling herself nowadays. Hold on, Frank. Hold on. So Rosie just looks like she's completely, she's finished. (laughs) I think most of them are. (laughs) Most of them are. But um, it's funny. The have you seen? I guess we're already starting to calm down. Aside from all of the things that have been released by the White House about, don't worry, Roe v. Wade will not be overturned for long because this is America. Or I don't know what the hell that means. But it uh, seems to be calming down already. I mean, how much how much longer can you rage like you did the first week? Um, actually, not only is it calming down, but Republicans have gotten a bump from it. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that they get, they get a bump from doing something that has always been that has always been uh, promised, but never delivered on. Yeah. Well, the reason for it, I think, is because most Americans at this point are so fed up with everything. Like I said yesterday to my husband, I'm like, when Jeff Bezos is coming out against the White House with the Democrat president sitting there. Did you see what what Biden said about about inflation and about gas prices? Oh, gosh, I'll I'll pull it because I didn't have it ready. But um, Biden or Jeff Bezos, uh, Biden gas here. Jeff Bezos blasts Biden for um, high pump for blaming gas companies for high pump prices. So. He said this. This is what Biden said. Biden said, my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pumps is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. 
So King Biden is directing the private market how to set their pricing. And Jeff Bezos comes out and, and, and tweets, ouch, inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. Yeah, I actually think it might be a little bit of the two, but definitely more A than B. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, you can never you can never count out stupidity. Um, you at least need a lot of stupid because here's the thing. I think about this a lot. You have stupid people. You need stupid people lower on the lower rungs of the administration to be able to put this forward. They're not going to be getting out of this with any special treatment either. There are very few people who are going to come out of this with privileges uh, when the world goes completely to hell and the country is 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 officially looted to maximum maximum degree. So you, you at least need a certain level of stupid true believers who are on the lower rungs to help push this and 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 all that because they they must think that there's something in it for them and it's going to work. Now the 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 up uh, up uh, the upper echelon of this of schemes like this, they just know that they know that it's just a scam. And they they make out in the end. They they call all the shots. So it has to be a at least a little bit more stupidity than we think. But mis, misdirection and outright lying and manipulation is is certainly what's driving it. I, I agree. The Biden administration actually fired back. Um, what's her name? Corrine uh, Jean Pierre or whatever the press secretary who can't even get a sentence out without messing it up. She she tweets out. Oil prices have dropped by about $15 a barrel over the past month, but prices at the pump have barely come down. That's not basic market dynamics. It's a market that's failing the American consumer. But I guess it's not surprising that you think oil and gas companies using market power to reap record profits at the expense of the American people is the way our economy is supposed to work. Mm. She yesterday refused to to, uh, answer a question from uh, Ducey about Biden being on recording talking to Hunter Biden about his business dealings overseas when he had said he'd never spoken about that stuff before ever. So how many times has his denials, public denials been confirmed as absolute lies? Oh, so uh, gosh knows how many times. Gosh knows how many times it was on uh, Citizen Free Press yesterday, the clip, but I can't find it now. I mean, you know, he's she's like, I'm not going to comment on the alleged voicemails on the laptop you'll need. And and he's like, are you disputing that that is Joe Biden on the recording? And she's like, you're going to have to speak to Hunter Biden's representative. Right. He's not part of the government. Mm. He's not part of the government. You have to speak to his personal representative because he's not part of the government. He He benefited in no way by his vice president father. Uh, his his vice president father uh, took part in this in no way, though he's been caught in several lies. Yeah, we'll, we'll just keep this car. Let's keep this compartmentalized, please. <laughs> Can you please just but, you follow know, if, procedure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, and then and then they'll they'll pull out antiquated parts of the uh, of the Constitution about what you call it. Oh, I'm forgetting it now. I, I, there have been so many of those over the past um, several. Yeah, hold on. I have I have to find this. Okay. You keep going. You All keep right. going. I will keep going. Antiquated parts of the com- of the uh, Constitution will be back in just a moment 
Well, I tell it's you, not an, it's not so much antiquated. It's it's the darn. Why, why am I forgetting this? I'm pausing. It's the I'm, pause, uh, I'm just pausing it. What is it, Frank? The emoluments clause. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I said, what, I said, what is that name? What's the word? The emoluments clause. They wanted to they wanted to pull the entire Trump administration into violation of the emoluments clause because he's still outside of government. He still had family that was running his hotels. No, not allowed. You can't have any business. That, that's what, not allowed. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And, and that's actually separate one from the other. He's going to benefit. He's a, he's going to benefit people. Are his He has a brand. Yeah. A brand that was being destroyed. Yeah. He has been completely compartmentalized inside the economy. There are people who will never even walk onto the, uh, the, the front, the front stoop of a Trump hotel, unless they're going to egg it. But, but for the, for them to be talking about the emoluments clause throughout 2017 and 2018, on top of all the Russia nonsense. And for them, for this to be, Oh, you're going to have to talk to Hunter Biden's personal person. <laughs> <laughs> for for a statement as if this is not the exact same the actual thing it's it's terrible it's terrible like I, I i'm like i can't believe she's actually saying this but i can i can believe it it's it's the the, the um i think the last topic we'll hit today frank is how the the as you've always said they're eating themselves alive now on the left they're eating themselves alive so bet midler made a statement yesterday she said, women of the world, we're being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even out of our name. They don't okay. call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and people with uh, female genitalia. It's the V word, I can't say. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. Nice. So the feminists are getting angry that they're losing their womanhood when in actuality they created this problem in the first place. Yeah, they let it in and they let it in. They did. They were the ones who caused this at the end of the day. And it's funny because I'm going to play a clip from uh, Brandon, who was on Tim Pool show like you were. Uh -huh. Brandon Strzok was on Tim Pool show like a week or two ago or something here and take it away. Look, all I have to say, I'm looking at this. I'm seeing like all, every major corporate logo and every major social media logo in the rainbow flight. I don't get how you can still argue oppression hmm. when every yeah. major corporation is behind you. And can you imagine if all of those same corporate logos, if somebody tried to say, can you do a Make America Great Again month with any of these logos? Oh, that'd be great. Well, that's how you know who has the power and who doesn't have the power. So they're arguing they, they started a MAGA month, didn't they? Yes. July is MAGA month. Right. Yeah. But he's right. And he's gay. And you know what he hates? The word queer. Yeah, I, I grew up, uh, you know, thinking that was something you you just, you know, you don't you, you don't call people. It was a slur. I know. But now it's just like I'm queer. What does it I'd mean? I like to start using queer. I actually looks like using queer again just for what it. It's it's supposed to be the real actual you know. word. Yeah. A peculiar something. Yeah. Because so I'm going to start using it for that. Do it. It can go to I, hell. I dare you before the end of the show to use it in a sentence. OK, I'll, I'll find a way. That's your challenge for today. They, they went some there was a debate about this on Twitter and they went through the whole acronym. Right. LGBTQ, whatever, whatever, TIA, plus, plus, whatever, right? But Q is not queer. It's questioning. Really? 
Yeah, that's not that's not queer. Um, that that means questioning in their little uh, uh, acronym. It's funny that you say that because nobody on this thread knew that. And there were a bunch of gay people and all the people that fall into the acronym. Well, they need to understand their culture better. Terrible. So How do they not know their culture. I mean, I had no idea it standard for questioning. But I guess yeah, that's, that's when that's when you just you just don't know what's going on at all. You're, you're just everything's up in the air. I was so pissed because I was playing this word game just to like zen out on my uh, on my tablet. And the clue was not trans. And I'm like, oh, great. It's seeping into this now, too. And I could not figure out for the life of me what the hell this three letter word was. And I'm like, what the hell is this word? It's what is it? Cis. C-I-S. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. Like, what? I, I'm i not doing yeah, it. But you but you know what that is. Now I, now I had to really. Wait, believe- you, when did you have to teach yourself that one? Oh, gosh, maybe a couple months ago. Oh, OK, well, that's still that's still pretty late. It was very late because I'm like, what are these people even talking? I don't even understand what they're saying. Tyler, um, the comedian, oh. Tyler, who does the Fauci impressions. Yeah. What's his last Tyler? What's his last name? Tyler. He did a an NPR parody and I have to find it. A lot of a lot of jumping around today. What take that. It? Take that. Uh, play that. That's okay. Norm McDonald. Uh, Norm McDonald uh, asking uh, which I forgot the um Forgot the uh, the guest name. Do you know that you're a cis male? Do you know that, that you are a cis male? Have you ever heard of that term? A cis male? Cis male. C-Y-S-M-A-L-A. So what it means is that you are a man. You're born a man. Well, as far as you know. As far as I know. And you identify yourself as a man. Yes. That's a cis male. No, I don't understand. Where is that? Is this a new phrase? Yes, it's a way of marginalizing a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's true. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yes. (laughs) Wait a moment. And that was years ago. God bless Norm. Oh, Uh, my gosh. Here. Wait, I think I found him. Tyler Fisher is his name. Tyler Fisher. He's a comedian. Um, Hold on. Fauci gets COVID. Trump warns about woke military, monkeypox quarantine camp. Where is it? Maybe he only put it on. Uh, he only put it on TikTok. Maybe. Maybe it's a short. Let's see. No, I can't find it. But it was yesterday that it came out, and it was really funny. It was NPR doing a like an introduction about intersectionality and you know how the left would do it. And I'm like, you know what? I I don't. It's it's true. Because when I hear these people speak, I don't understand what they're saying. I, I don't understand it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's an advantage for them, by the way. Do, do you know what I'm do you, do you agree with me by chance? Like, like, do you ever hear some of these introductions, these people talking about they're talking about like their 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 gender ideology or their sexuality or whatever? I have. Oh, here it is. I found it. Thank you, Chief Nerd on Telegram. Here we go. 
Today on the show, we follow the science and talk about implicit institutional bias regarding diversity in the workplace while creating a safe space to deconstruct microaggressions stemming from systemic inequality created by an oppressive cisnormative system while increasing equity in the name of inclusivity to combat racial racist racism for minorities and the trauma from being marginalized by climate change. We interview the leader of BLM, a POC, about AOC fighting for CRT. We cover how the LGBTQs are crippled by toxic masculinity. We then shame you for having white privilege because if you're white, you're privileged regardless of if you're mentally ill, dying of a horrible disease, or been raped a bunch. We then talk about Trump for 30 minutes pretending like we hate him but clearly want him elected again because we can no longer pay our rent with tote bags. We then reveal another 75 new gender identities and finally we ask should Guy Fieri be cancelled for culturally appropriating lesbians? It's currently 79 degrees in Central Park. The time is 4.53 p.m. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's so... That's it. Yeah, that's what you hear. Midwits. They've given themselves something to do and they created a new language and they really believe that it's 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 real. They really believe that's all real. And the, the, the why I was feeding up to all this and we're, we're going to end in a second. So maybe we'll get to it another day. We'll see. But they're now starting to do articles and like showcases on on like this one with rising book bans, librarians have come under attack. Uh, yeah. Well, which, well, which books are we talking about here? We're talking about the grooming books with, with all manner of terrible sexual perversion that are in children's li- like children's libraries and elementary schools. Okay. So people will go to school board meetings and say, why the heck is this book allowed in your library? Listen to it. They won't let them read it because it's so vulgar. And then some of the parents will say this librarian X, Y, or Z allowed my six-year-old to check out this book. And so librarians are under attack when this one, they paint this one. They say, so when, uh, so-and-so was just about to, her name is Martha Hickson, a high school librarian in Annandale, Annandale, New Jersey. So at 7 PM when she and her husband would usually watch Jeopardy, she got comfortable in her recliner and turned on a live stream of the local school board meeting. And what were they talking about her? Yeah, a parent stood up and denounced two books, Lawn Boy and Genderqueer, calling them pornographic. Both books, award winners with the LGBTQ characters and frank depictions of sex, have been challenged around the country and were available at the North Hunterson High School Library. Then the woman called out Miss Hickman, who was the li- Hicksman, Hickson, sorry, who was the librarian there by name for allowing her 16 year old son to check out the books. So she, this one was 16. But still, this material is not appropriate. Sorry. No, not at all. Lastly, as highly visible and politicized book bans have exploded across the country, librarians accustomed to being seen as dedicated public servants in their communities have found themselves on the front lines of an acrimonious culture war with their careers and their personal reputations at risk. You've been listening. (laughs) Yeah. You've been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with... July Val and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And also now, Saturdays and Sundays on Real Talk 933. You can go to RealTalk933.com and hear it. And uh, we'll be back on uh, Friday. Later. Hey everybody, it's Ashley Jaraki and Stephanie Marchese, and we host Live Bold and Boss Up. 
We are business owners, mommies, and alumni NFL cheerleaders here to discuss our experiences, share challenges, and successes. So whether you're a business professional on the way up in your career, a recent college grad, or maybe you're content where you are, but you feel you can do better or do more, then listen up. We're having meaningful conversations with decision makers in the workplace, such as CEOs, entrepreneurs, and much more. Get ready to boss up. Make sure to check us out and subscribe to Live Bold and Boss Up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and RadioInfluence.com.